Hello, everyone, and welcome to Licensed Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. My name is Amanda Yanis. I am the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SAA and one of your hosts for this podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelsey Conklin-Ramsey. I am the Director of Digital Strategy here at Chicagoland SIA, and I'm your other host for this podcast. So today we're going to talk about ChatGPT. So ChatGPT and other generative AI content solutions has been a big topic for the last year, but what is it and how can it help you in your business? So I think we really need to sort of talk about first, what is ChatGPT or what is generative AI? So AI stands for artificial intelligence. And I think that's where a lot of the misunderstanding comes into play is because this isn't an intelligence like you and I are intelligence. This is a program. It is a computer software program uh, that is not alive. It's not intelligent. It's not sentient in any way. It basically, it takes data in, it parses through that data, and it looks for patterns, and it creates predictions based on those patterns. And then it generates responses to queries based on those predictions and patterns that it finds. This should feel familiar to insurance agents as it sounds a little bit like what an actuary does. Um, But of course, an AI is going to be doing this on a much broader scale. So for instance, if you ask ChatGPT, what is auto insurance? It's going to generate its answer by going through all of the data that has been inputted into its system. And it's going to look for patterns in the descriptions that it finds. And then it's going to give you a response that's sort of an accumulation of those findings. So ChatGPT does have some great functions. I have started using it in my role as the director of marketing. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Amanda, knowing that ChatGPT is a good tool, especially for independent agents that don't have a large staff, especially when it comes to the marketing function, how do you use it? in your role and what would you recommend to independent agents in terms of how they should incorporate it when using it with their marketing? I have started using it, as I mentioned. Some of the great things that I find is very useful for is summarizing articles. So I will often share on our social media channels, articles from different media sources. And sometimes I don't wanna spend the time reading through 20 articles, looking for something that is relevant. So I might copy an article into ChatGPT and have it give me a one to two paragraph summary. So ChatGPT then goes through that data and it picks out based on the patterns that it has noticed in other articles and gives me what it believes are the most important keys that are being brought up in that article. I read that summary. I decide if it's something I want to read or not read. And we go from there. If it is something I want to share, I'll then ask ChatGPT to write a social media post for that article. Now, this is helpful because it sort of gives you that hype language that you see in social media, but it's also not very perfect because it's not, it's a little flat, to be honest, but it gets you started. It gets you thinking about how you can sort of encourage people to read this article. And I really find that it's a great jumping off point. The other thing that I have it do is create hashtags from the article, which 
I hate trying to come up with hashtags, but you can tell ChatGPT to give you a list of hashtags and you can have ChatGPT prioritize them by what is trending. So you can sort of get those high hit hashtags added into your social media posts. I think this is really helpful for independent agents, Amanda, because a lot of times when I'm working with our members, the biggest thing that comes up, but especially when it comes to marketing, is that there's not a lot of time to be going through all these articles or to even be writing your own content for social media posts. So this is a good solution for those individuals who might not necessarily want to be writing all those individual posts uh, or just feel that they don't have the creativity to be consistently doing that and they want the inspiration. So if you're one of those members who really just despises or just dreads having to go in and write social media posts, the free version of ChatGPT might be a good solution for you, especially because it can help provide inspiration for some of these social media posts that you don't want to have to be writing and coming up with that content. You can set aside a couple hours at the beginning of every month and just sit in chat GPT, uh, you know, provide the articles, get those different social media posts that you can then either schedule or just put on your social media calendar to schedule out for, for the following month. It's definitely a good opportunity. When I go to create the content that is for our blogs or for my videos, uh, I don't find ChatGPT as useful. Sometimes I'll go into ChatGPT and if I'm just, you know, not having any ideas of what I want to write about, I might ask ChatGPT to give me like a list of 15 things that are happening uh, for independent insurance agents in Illinois. And it'll give me a list. Now, the list tends to be the same 15 topics, no matter when you go in and you ask it, it always seems to give me the same topics over and over again. So it is a little bit dry uh, and I do find it a little bit repetitive, but sometimes I'll then take one of those topics. I'll be like, we'll break this topic into 10 topics and we'll sort of get my creative juices flowing by reading through these responses being like, you know, I don't like that, but if I changed it slightly or if I took a different approach to that, I could see how that could turn into something maybe. Uh, so helping you get your ideas, it is kind of useful there. What I've found though with creating content, like asking it to, you know, write why people should have employee liability insurance, which is an article that I recently released for Conklin. It really struggled to stick to employee liability insurance. It kept wanting to stray into employment practices liability insurance, which as we know are two completely different things. But because there's a little bit of similarity in their name, there's a little bit of similarity in how they work and what their triggers are, the article kept wanting to say that employee liability insurance covered things such as harassment, which of course we know that it doesn't. So there is, you have to be careful. You have to review this content if you're going to use it that way. And what I have found a better solution is to go in 
and you know, you've written your article and maybe you're like, you know, this sounds so wordy to me or I'm not liking how this sentence is forming. And you can take that sentence and you can plop it into ChatGPT and you can be like, rewrite this sentence to be more professional or to be uh, more personable. And it'll give you versions of that sentence and then you can sort of help tweak you uh, to get it sounding how you want it to sound. With that being said, we recommend to our members to not rely on ChatGPT to create all of your marketing content. So like Amanda said, she doesn't use it to come up with any type of video script or blog post. It's a great tool to come up with ideas to modify existing text or body copy, things like that. If you want to rework your sentences, sentence structure, et cetera. And it's also a great place to summarize other articles, you know, to use as your post for, for social media. I do know that it's been recommended that ChatGPT can be used as an actual chat box function on your website. But with what Amanda just said in terms of you know, ChatGPT isn't an expert in insurance. ChatGPT is essentially a data aggregator that spits out information. So ChatGPT should never be used to replace an independent insurance agent and your expertise. That human-to-human -human connection still definitely needs to be there. ChatGPT cannot replace that. So I know that there's a lot of fear in terms of, you know, will ChatGPT and AI completely make insurance and independent insurance agents obsolete? Absolutely not. We still, there, there's definitely a, a need for the independent agent because you have that expertise, you have that knowledge in these different lines of insurance for your clients. ChatGPT will not replace that. ChatGPT is not capable of replacing that at this point in time. ChatGPT is a good tool for you to lean on for some of these different tasks, not your entire job. You can definitely count that ChatGPT has no empathy. It has no human connection. It has no way of understanding that human element, that human relationship that is so important with your clients. It's also really important to note that you should never include any type of personal identifiable information. So any type of PII, any type of sensitive information, none of that should ever be inputted into ChatGPT. I do just want to say that. <laughs> yes. Avoid putting any client information into ChatGPT because it can then use that data to generate responses to other people's queries. So you definitely want to be safeguarding your client's information by not sharing it out there for anyone to be able to generate an answer. There is another tool besides ChatGPT that I find very useful that's a generative AI. It is subjectline.com, which is a free web page where you can go in and you can test the subject lines of your emails before you send them. And it'll rate your subject line on how well it thinks it's going to be received, which means how many clicks, like how likely it thinks it's going to be opened. And it'll also generate 
alternatives and sort of give you a voice. Like if you want to create more urgency, you should say it this way. If you want to create more you know, mystery, you can say it this way. And I find that very useful because no matter how great your information is, how wonderful your email is, if people don't open it, they're never going to know. So you really need to have those perfect subject lines in your marketing emails to get that open. And this tool, which I believe is powered by ChatGPT, if it's not ChatGPT, it's another generative AI. And this is a game changer because coming up with subject lines is almost impossible. You you have to be like, okay, it's got to be short, but it can't be too short. And it's got to be, you know, urgent, but it's not, you know, what's urgent about it? I don't know. So I find this just so helpful whenever I'm trying to make up those creative marketing emails. Uh, and I highly recommend the tool. As I said, it's free. So just go to subjectline.com and start testing out the subject lines before you're sending your emails. I think... A lot of members want to rely on generative AI when it comes to email marketing, Amanda. And this is a great opportunity to take something that seems so daunting off your plate because obviously you want your emails to be opened, especially if you are sending out newsletters or just reminders or things of that nature that you want your clients to open. So using any type of generative AI for subject lines is is absolutely wonderful. Do we recommend that your entire email is generated by ChatGPT? Probably not so much. Just as Amanda was saying, it, it comes out as dry. It's going to just be spitting out a bunch of facts and data, and some of it might not be exactly relevant to your topic depending on what the topic is and how similar it could be to another topic, which as we know with insurance, there's so many... There's so many different opportunities for ChatGPT or another generative AI to confuse two different you know, types of insurance because they have similar names. You made me think of another thing that ChatGPT isn't very good at, and that is including those facts and statistics that help make your article so important. It kind of glosses over things to make it more generalized. So if you're looking to provide a specific example in your content, ChatGPT isn't going to give you that. And if it does, if you're like, well, I need a statistic, it might give you a statistic from 15 years ago because it is using historical data. And it doesn't really necessarily say, oh, well, this is data from 2012 versus this is data from 2023. And I think that's so important because... When you're writing these sort of factual articles or sharing this factual information, being able to support your point of view with these statistics, with these facts is very important. And obviously you want those to be accurate. And I also find that when you do include these facts and statistics, you should be giving a source link, which ChatGPT is not going to provide you with. Thank you for that, Amanda. I completely agree with you. It's, it's so important because I think people are weary about AI these days, which I totally understand. However, it's not going, as we mentioned before, it's not going to replace human to human interaction. And you are still responsible for providing 
your sources and how you how you obtain this information. I, I feel like I'm I feel like I have to, you know, cite Emily, you know, MLA citation from high school, right? When you're citing your sources from a paper. Well, the same thing still applies here. You want to make sure that your points are valid and that you are your trust you are the trusted advisor for your clients. So ensuring that you're able to back up the statistics that you're providing, it is really important to include those sources. And again, ChatGPT will not provide that for you. So just because ChatGPT shares it with you, you probably should still double check it. (laughs) Yeah. See if you can find that statistic on your own and verify that it's accurate. I want to wrap this up by providing just some of the key topics that we touched on since I know ChatGPT can seem very overwhelming to a lot of agents and not even just agents, just business owners in general. So I think the number one thing that we recommend and strongly recommend, never, ever, ever insert any type of PII into ChatGPT. Just just don't do it. Don't do it. Number two, ChatGPT should not be used to replace your marketing function. It should never be used to write a complete email to send out in your newsletters or email marketing. It should not be used to create a blog post with no editing or a video script with no editing. ChatGPT can be used to come up with ideas, ideas for any type of marketing. If you're really struggling to come up with a blog post or a social media post, it's a great opportunity to say, hey, ChatGPT, what are some topics that I can talk about this month in relation to homeowners insurance or just the current market of you know, personal lines insurance. It can also be used to consolidate information from articles in order to write a social media post to go along with that article. So it can pull out statistics and data from that article that you can then condense into just the text in your social media post. That is different than writing a unique social media post or a unique blog post. I just want to make that clear. The other thing that it can help with is subject lines and coming up with and and formatting sentences. If you're really struggling to come up with a subject line or to format a sentence, going to ChatGPT and saying, I want to make this sound more professional. I want to make this sound a little bit more mysterious, or I want to make this sound very important, things like that. ChatGPT can help. So the last one is, is coming up with hashtags to include in your social media And this is a big one when it comes to Instagram and LinkedIn, especially. So if you're really struggling to come up with those hashtags and you want to come up with relevant hashtags to your blog post or your article, this is ChatGPT is a, is a good tool for that. We, again, we don't recommend ChatGPT becoming your in-house marketing expert because it doesn't have the intelligence to actually do that, to provide that human touch. Yes, there are options in ChatGPT if you do decide to invest in the paid version to go in and to edit tone of voice and things of that nature. That's not something that we're going to get into just because it's it's a little bit technical. However, it's still never going to replace your actual tone of voice. It can go in and make things form more formal, less formal. It can add in emojis. It can add in things like that, but it's never going to replicate your exact voice. Which... I think when you understand how ChatGPT learns, 
you're never going to be able to get a bit enough data of your tone of voice for it to be able to copy it because the data source of your voice there isn't just there isn't enough of it it does chat gpt is like i don't have enough data to create to mimic this exactly and the last thing i wanted to also provide in the summary is that chat gpt will not take your job <laughs> chat gpt will not replace the need for independent insurance agents just because you are that trusted advisor. You have the specialty in your lines of business that ChatGPT cannot currently replace. So use it for these small tasks to take off of your plate. Do not use it to replace you or your voice in your business. Thank you, Kelsey. That was really well put. And that kind of brings us to time for our podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed this and found it informative. And we look forward to spending next month with you. Bye, everyone.